Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno. How's it going, buddy? James, I'm the best that I've ever, ever been. And let me tell you why. Why? The, um, I'm on campus in Redmond for the first time in a couple of weeks. And so, as you know, we get um, free like water and free sodas. And I'm not, a, I don't drink soda. But one of the things that um, we do have here is a new flavor of like sparkling water. And I'm all about that. I'm all hopped up on flavored bubbly water today. It's the biggest nice. thing that's happened to me in years. <laughs> <laughs> the the buble of uh, of sparkling water, if you will. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been drinking. We usually have uh, what is it? Talking rain, I believe. Talking rain water. That is the go to. Talking talking rain. That's it's not dot com. That is not it. That's like coast outdoor sportswear. But whatever. That's like this the talking rain beverage. And no, actually, it is it. Oh, it is. It is literally talkingrain.com slash brands. So I always thought that this was a Microsoft beverage like I because I only ever really saw talking rain on campus and mm-hmm. the, it's just flavored water it's been there forever and we have like three flavors on campus uh the original lime and peach nectarine which is my favorite and the department that puts us all together they've been switching around so they they, they put in the bubbly the bubbly the bubbly the buble uh bubbly's best commercial was when they had michael buble do a commercial about bubbly or whatever because i still don't actually know how to pronounce it it's like lacroix or lacroix and uh so what's funny is talking rain is a washington company buble i don't think is but uh, i like all the variety i'm a big fan of that you know so bubbly actually has commercials going on because i was so excited when i saw it at the grocery store it's like no way it's actually a real brand because i always thought they were generic brands too that we got here but oh it's so cool yeah so i'm a big fan of that although i will say they're a little bit sweeter than other sparkling beverages, but I do enjoy switching it up and trying new things. I'm a I'm an adventurer, so yep. It's all about the newness for me too, and that's why we're in the software development because it never never stops. It's always changing. that's true. <laughs> that's true, and uh, you know it's Ignite right now. So uh, this podcast will come out, and the Ignite will have just ended because this will be out on Friday. The eighth to, to timestamp this. Now we're recording before Ignite because I have a ridiculous Ignite schedule. This year, there's more Xamarin and .NET content than ever. Uh, I have a full eight hour long workshop on Sunday with David and Maddie and Pierce will be there. So we're all doing this big workshop together. And then I have a full session, two theaters. Maddie has uh, another hour-long hands-on with Amy about building apps with Visual Studio for Mac. And then David has sessions and uh, theater sessions, and Maddie has theater sessions. And then there's tons of Visual Studio for Mac and just .NET. That's not even just .NET stuff. That's just Xamarin stuff. So it's really awesome to see more and more developer content at Ignite, which is normally an IT focus. But over the years the developer content has been growing. So uh, very, very cool to see. I'm about to 
to leave. I just landed last night from my Euro tour, and now I'm about to leave for for Orlando. And then, of course, when this comes out, I'll be home. Thank goodness. I'll be <laughs> home. I'm done with travel, Matt. I am done. Fun in the sun. Yeah, I'm about actually to take off to Europe. So when this comes out, I will be in Europe. Actually, I'll be, yep, I'll still be in Europe when this comes out. So going off to a conference in Oslo that's all about mobile development. So a one-track mobile development conference, which will be a lot of fun. Those are rare, far, few and far between. So looking forward to that. And um, Ignite, isn't that awesome? Is like people think that Build is Microsoft's like flagship conference. Ignite is like three times the size. There's like 20,000 people that go to that conference. It's just, it's a monster. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's too big. There's so many sessions. It's too big for me. And, but I was talking to some people on, on my Euro tour that I just finished up, which was really delightful. And, um, one thing that we were talking about is, you know, how would you even go to this conference where there's like a thousand sessions? And I said, I would be, it would be a little bit much for me if I was just solo developer going, I'd really try to maximize my time talking to product teams instead of going to sessions because there's so many sessions. But um, one thing I thought about is how awesome would it be if you could just send your whole company, you know, you send your whole team, your whole company, but your whole team. And that's where you really maximize it because uh, build is really good for any size developers, like 5,000, 6,000 people. But for Ignite, there's so many sessions that that you could send at least someone from your mobile team, from your web team, from your data team, from your IT team, and then a bunch of, of you could go and really tackle the conference, uh, which is nice because there's just so many tracks going on at once. And that, that, I think, is probably the big sell for Ignite. And having a conference that size, while it is huge and ginormous, I started to think, oh, it makes so much sense if you're going to send a lot of people from your organization, because you can really spread everybody out and, and go to as many conferences as, as or many sessions as humanly possible. Yeah, that's it's a huge conference. I've never been there. Um, maybe next year, but it's maybe a little bit too big. I don't know. It's <laughs> well, you also have Ignite the Tour coming up yeah, after. That, yeah, Ignite the Tour, which is uh, it's like mini Ignites. It's all over the world. There, it's like I'm not sure thirty stops this year. And it's like bringing Ignite to different uh, cities. So it's not as um, intensive as Ignite is. You're not getting the 20,000 people, but it is several thousand people. And it's a lot of the same sessions that we're presenting at Ignite that we are also doing around the world. So we have stops mm. like in London, we got stops in Amsterdam, we got stops over like in Beijing. So it's not all over the place. And, um, I forget what the website is, but if you just Google or bang Ignite the Tour, you'll find it. So check it out. It starts actually in December. So pretty much right away after uh, the big Ignite in November here, um, we're starting the tour. So if you can't make it to Orlando, there's going to be a, hopefully a stop that's near you that you can come in and take a peek at. And the tour stops are free. So that's another. Oh, yeah, that's a benefit. Yeah, definitely give that a look. I was just talking to my good friend, Mike James, over in London. I know I think he's going to be doing some of those, too. And I they used to be called Tech Summits, and I, I've done some of them in the past, and, and they're quite delightful. Uh, and yeah, who doesn't love a free conference? I love that. So. That's right. Very cool. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, well, let's get into some news and some new releases coming out. We have some new video content from you. That's right. Um, My partly cloudy show. 
with the with the best, I have to say, it's the best bumper that we have going on at Channel Nine. Have you seen it, James? Have you seen that bumper? It's absolutely delightful. <laughs> a little animation. I I do a lot of drawings, and I decided I'm going to download a new iPad app and see if I can animate a bunch of this drawing. So, has 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 the uh, drawings on the bumper, and um, yeah. So the partly cloudy show has been a long time in the coming. We recorded a lot of the episodes this past summer, and just the way that it, the schedule worked, we released them starting three weeks ago. Just have three out, and there's going to be seven more. And what it does is. We're cloning the Microsoft News app from beginning, a file new, going all the way. We're going to do some DevOps in the last episode and just about deploying it to the App Store. We're going to show like how we could, but actually not going there just because it's um, the App Store's and probably wouldn't get approved just because we're not fully there. But yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, the, the episodes are only like 10, 15 minutes long, so it's just enough to wet your appetite, know what we're talking about. And then I back each episode up with a blog post as well, where I can go more in depth on the things that I kind of glossed over. Because with only 10, 15 minutes, really can't cover everything in depth. But with the blog posts, I can. So it's pretty neat. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, tune in every Wednesday morning, you know, whether your day starts out with clouds or sunny, it's going to end up partly cloudy. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're very fun episodes to watch because unlike the Xamarin show or Xamarin Forms 101 or Essentials API of the Week, which cover like a topic, this show really shows you how to start from scratch and build using the latest and greatest features of Xamarin and .NET and Azure and Xamarin Forms and go from not necessarily like almost file new, but beyond file new going forward. So see how a real application is built. And you built a very lovely uh, application. Yeah, well, the dirty, I'm not going to call it a dirty secret, but the UI, I actually stole it from uh, David Artnow. He had something out for the visual challenge that looked like the Microsoft News app. I'm like, well, Mm. nobody builds it from scratch, right? So I'm going to stand on the shoulder of giants and I'm going to take it from David. He does some great UI work. But um, yeah, so now that I've announced it on the podcast, it's it's going to, everybody knows about it now, but <laughs> that's just the UI that's part right. of it. So. Very cool. Yeah, and also that means you get to use a lot of the new features of Xamarin Forms, such as Xamarin Forms 4.3, which just came out 100%. Uh, it's released into the wild. It was in preview for a while. I know you were using a bunch of features like the collection view, for instance, in the uh, MSN, uh, the news app. I am collection view. Uh, it was, <laughs> I actually said it was experimental during the recording, but there we go. And we released it. So I'm going to have to put a, like a little warning up there to say, not experimental any longer. It's, it's for real. That's right. I wonder if you should do a, like, uh, a, a, another video at the end of it to say, now that you've watched all of it, you know, there's a lot, like every single month things are being released. So like, here's a update, you know, video of like, here's all the new stuff that has actually come out into the product or things that we could have used. You know what I mean? Kind of staying up to date. That'd be kind of a yeah, fun. That'd be, yeah. And we can even talk about like carousel view and, and the collection view and, and like the refresh view. That's a, that's a cool thing that came out that I, I still could put that in place. We, I still have a couple more episodes to record. But yeah, that, that would be a fun episode. Um, here's what we could have done in addition to what we did. Yeah. 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 Like that. 
Yeah, and it's fun because there's always so much new stuff happening. And yeah, 4.3 just came out. Uh, I, I now find it's the easiest, by the way. So the easiest place to find documentation is not the release notes for Xamarin Forms because the release notes are very release notey. They're, this GitHub thing was fixed and that thing was fixed. I now find that the best way to find all of the updates is to go to the brand new section of the Xamarin documentation called What's New. This is delightful, and I, I want that team to do a blog post on it, too, because uh, I had a hard time figuring out like how to do like how to figure out what's new in, in 4.3. And they have like everything documented. So 4.3 is packed with stuff. You mentioned collection view, uh, which is in there, right? It's, 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 it's in there. It's released to stable. Finally, uh, there is, um, a brand new refresh view, which goes along with it. And you can wrap any view in a refresh view, which is super duper nifty, not any view, but for all intents and purposes, scroll view, collection view, or list view gives you really nice control over it, which since you can wrap anything in a scroll view, you can turn almost anything into a pool to refresh view, which is a very, very delightful documentation. fantastic for it. Um, and it works on Windows too, which I think is delightful. So uh, that would be a way of adding pool to refresh on it. And you can even change pool to refresh direction and a, and a bunch of stuff on it, which is really, really cool. So give that a look. Um, there's a bunch of smaller features like label has padding. You can display HTML. There's character spacings. Uh, maps got a huge overview thanks to community, uh, initiative. So polygons and polylines, you can draw on it. Uh, great documentation on it. That is so cool. I cannot wait to try that out. Uh, also interacting with map pins so you can add a click event on them, uh, which is spectacular. Really great to see that they enabled source link on Xamarin forms. We also have that on Xamarin essentials, which enables you to debug into the source code using Visual Studio and Visual Studio for Mac, which is delightful. So when you are, you know, F11ing like into a method, you can you can debug into the source code of Xamarin Forms or Xamarin Essentials. It's very, very cool. And it'll cache all that stuff and all the symbols. And then also relative bindings, uh, relative, yeah, relative bindings, which allow you to set a relative source. So the example here is that the, um, the relative source, um, allows you to set a different data binding to a parent or to yourself. Uh, a good example of that is that you always want the width and height to be the same, uh, on an object and it might change over time. So you could set the relative source of the height request to yourself with the path to the width request. This is also nifty in list view data binding. So instead of having the data binding of the the the, the child um, be the, let's say if you have a list of uh, monkeys of being the monkey, you can make the click event relative source to the page would be a, a good example of doing that. So really great documentation on here. And there's all sorts of other things because they fleshed out all of the collection view information in there. And they have updated documentation for the carousel view, which you just talked about, which is in preview under feature flag, but they have brand new documentation for data layout, interaction, empty view, scrolling, all that good stuff. So definitely give that a 
look um, because it's delightful. Yeah, that's maps. I had no idea that was in there. It's a good thing we have this mm-hmm. what's new page. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. I had that's no right. idea that maps is in there. And that source yeah. link, that's huge, right? Because you're going to hit a bug eventually. And it's e- nice to know that either it's you or the, or the, or the framework code. And um, it saves you a lot of time to figure that out. And relative bindings, that's awesome too. And just for the list view, right? To be able to use your command in the, in the view model without having to uh, up one level, so to speak. That's, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. That's, I love it. I love it. And it's yeah. all in one spot it's, so you know where to look. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's all there. And uh, yeah, it's really nice also to see the carousel view. We finished the challenge. I think we had talked about in the past. Uh, there's a great blog post on recapping all of the amazing carousel view entries. They are spectacular. Uh, really, really cool things. So people flipping through different carousel items. They gave great feedback to the team and they're they're adding more features until it comes out of final release, I think in 4.4, uh, you know, tentatively. So they're going to add like little indicator dots and a few other things. So really, really cool. So good, good stuff. Yeah, I definitely have to go and ch- check out the... Um the GitHub repos for what the people are putting in for their pull request for the challenge. It's just the stuff that you see out there, what, what um, our community is putting together for that is really amazing. And it looks so good. Yeah. The, the, the UI that you can put together with the Xamarin forms right now is amazing. Yeah, it, it is truly spectacular. And, uh, you know, the other thing I'll talk about in preview releases, new versions of Visual Studio drop 16.4 and 8.4. And with this has brand new app bundle update support. So 18 or 8.3 and 16.3 had support for app bundles, which is a brand new way to um, uh, to bundle up your Android application. And it dramatically reduces your app size up to 50% because Google on the back end will create packages on the fly for specific user devices instead of just this huge mega package that you would normally upload. Uh, We do have a 101 overview video on YouTube and Channel 9 with John Douglas on how to do this via command line. But I want to say that uh, app bundles, everybody should be using them. The new tooling in 16.4 and 8.4 finalizes the support for it uh, in the GUI options. So you now have a dropdown in your project settings. The archive manager is integrated. It now supports uh, external and internal installs on device. And uh, yeah, when you go into the archive manager, you can just click export done. And on top of that, the team is working with uh, other teams here at Microsoft to make sure that this is super easy in anywhere you're doing CI and CD. So App Center just rolled out their support for app bundles. If you turn it on in your project settings via the CS Proj settings, they'll automatically pick it up. Or you can just go into your App Center build toggle a toggle box and boom. And we're also working with the Azure DevOps team to do the same. So be on the lookout for that. And there's a bunch more, but I just want to, I just want to now get it out there. Use app bundles, people. I was talking to tons of people. A lot of people didn't know what they were. So go check out the video. We'll link to it. Uh, But app bundles, everybody should be using them. Uh, So, so good. So definitely be giving a look at that. Cool. And it's just a switch, just a toggle. Just a toggle. That's it. Yeah. And it's really nice because App Center will pump out both an APK and an AAB, which is Android App Bundle. So that way you can continue with your normal APK testing for your test errors, all this stuff, and then ship the AAB file up to Google and yeah, dramatically reduce that app size. So nice. 
And that's something that people always are worried about is you don't want to download a 700 megabyte file. I'm exaggerating there, but smaller is always better. Smaller is always better. Yeah, and we had um we've had a lot of conversation on the .NET community standups. I do want to just give a quick update here that we rolled out a new .NET community standup. It's live.dot.dot.net. So live.dot.net, but it's actually like live.dot.dot.net. So but live.dot.net, <laughs> um, and that goes to the full URL which we'll put in there. But live.dot.net, and well, that will bring you to the live.net community standup page where we highlight all of the amazing teams doing work in the world of .NET. And the Xamarin team goes on the first Thursday of every single month. And there's countdown clocks and stuff like that and community links and all that goodness. So give that a look. Nice. Community standups are a lot of fun. You get to interact with the with the product teams, um, send them, send them uh, kind of like a live chat going on. And you can also catch up on past episodes, I believe, right? Or are they yep, up there? Right there on that page. Awesome. Yep. Sweet. Another thing that's brand new out there, James, is um, we just put together an Azure plus mobile, how they all interact infographic poster. And it just came out a couple of weeks ago, and I'll link to it in the show notes. And what's really nice about this poster is that, you know, there's like a ton of Azure services. And what we go through here is let's give you a quick blurb on what the service is for and how it interacts or makes sense to use in a mobile application. And so it's, I gosh, I'm trying to count up here. There's in the teens of Azure services that make sense for mobile, mobile apps. And this is cool. It's just cool to have kind of like as a pocket guide. So you're just wondering, well, how does, how do I do compute? Like as an app service or functions? Oh, here they are. <laughs> and here's what they do, you know, two sentences and kind of gives you just a quick start. If you're looking to do something, you know what what you want to do, but you're not sure how you want to do it. This kind of gives you a push in the right direction. It's an infographic. Everybody loves the infographics. And um, so it's just a starter, but it's it looks great. We had, you know, professional graphic designers, so it's not a hand drawing that I would do. So <laughs> you got to check it out and uh, I'll put a link to the show notes or to it in the show notes. So very cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And we also have tons of uh, obviously Azure plus mobile sessions at build and we have tons at ignite and, you know, beyond just Azure and mobile together in general at the Xamarin developer summit, we had tons of amazing community sessions and those are now rolling out on the Xamarin developers YouTube channel. Every single week, we're rolling out more and more videos. Uh, we had already released the first 12 or 13 or so, and the rest of them are rolling out. So make sure that you go subscribe on YouTube to the Xamarin Developers channel so you can get up to date on all of that goodness. So there you go. Go do that. Nice. And another thing that kind of goes along with the uh, infographic that I was just talking about is um, we just released a new documentation set. So this is more than just one page on a mobile development with Microsoft technology. So again, we're talking about here deciding how to invest and build with um, like iOS, Android applications and or whether to take a cross-platform approach. And so we love cross-platform. We think that's the best thing ever. I mean, all our listeners probably think that too. But um, it actually walks through like how you would deliver continuously and quickly, which is DevOps or App Center. And 
and then how you would in- integrate your existing tools and processes. So it's like taking that infographic that I was talking about one step further and showing the how, like this breaks down the how a little bit more in step-by-step. So it's new documentation. I'll put this out in the show notes. And um, so it also, you know, t- talks about how you would plan your mobile app design with the backend services, like authentication and stuff like that. So it's pretty neat. It's not a huge long read. So it's just something that you might want to take a peek at. And yeah, so when you're just kind of starting out again, you know what you want to do, you know how you want to do it. So this kind of takes you into step two of uh, of going. And what's great about it too is for people who are just starting out with um, Microsoft technologies, it brings you more into the world as well. So introduces you more, I should say. So it's another another great piece of documentation. And that's what we're releasing more and more is this our documentation. I really love it that it's you can't build anything without knowing what's out there or how to build it. And our, I, I think our documentation is actually it's really good and it's just keep on getting better. Yeah, I think that, you know, the front pages where de- there's there's kind of two parts to what developers and people see. So, you know, for um xamarin.com or visual studio.com like xamarin.com like directs immediately into the dotnet website it's this nice landing page for anyone coming in trying to find resources of what is xamarin how do i get started and the goal is always to just get you to documentation because once you're in it you're going to be in the docs same with visual studio they just redid the visual studio for mac page uh actually the xamarin page is brand new i I uh, made a bunch of videos and stuff for it, which is very cool. I'll put a link in in our little show notes here. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And that's kind of like the front door once you get in. And then after that, you need to get into the docs. And I think that's why it's so important to um, have those beautiful documentation. And I really like this what's new section of figuring out what's new for, you know, what I'm building. So that's quite delightful. But yeah, it's cool to see and continue to build it out. And they're all open source too. So if you want to make a change in the docs, Go for it. And then you get your little avatar up on top. And what could be better? That's right. (laughs) What could be better? Nothing could be better. Well, what could be better is some Xamarin swag. Uh, You know, I've been working uh, with the .NET Foundation team and also with the Xamarin user groups and .NET user groups to get swag into people's hands. So uh, the user groups I've been working tons with to send them swag for stickers and pins and monkeys and all that goodness. And now on the .NET Foundation store, there is Xamarin swag. So there's t-shirts, men and women apparel. There are stuffed Xamarin monkeys and Xamarin sticker packs. Uh, So this is great when you need to order some swag for anything. Uh, This isn't like a, you know, making money type of thing. It's the idea that, hey, you want to order some swag, you want to order some stuff for your user group, or, you know, we send out coupons to user group um, all the time so they can order through this. That's uh, a great way to get some swag uh, sent to you around the world. If there's not a user group around you, or you just want to rep your, you know, programming language or the .NET bot and things like that, they're all right there. And I know the .NET Foundation is working to get even more swag for all great community projects and things like that in there. So give it a look uh, if you're looking to get some swag, which is cool. And they ship worldwide nice the even the monkey the highly coveted monkey is for sale readily available six dollars nice reasonably priced too that is 
Yeah, I yeah, we uh, I worked on the pricing and they they now the thing is the idea right is is really like the 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 donut the, this store is not to make money like basically everything is at cost. So I think a monkey a monkey actually they're actually quite expensive. They're like four or five dollars to make. So the idea is to continuously have swag in there readily available, and then um, any of like the you know anything else that the goes into the foundation itself, which gives back to the community projects. So. So you're, you know, kind of like a donation at that point, really. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Really cool. Some, so a little, uh, do you want to talk about some cloud news, James? Here it's new. Yeah, in let's the do it. World of cloud. So world of cloud. World. <laughs> <laughs> I love the new theme music. So <laughs> we talked about uh, Azure app configuration, I think, uh, several episodes ago. But um, there's a brand new show out there on Azure on a, uh, the .NET Cloud Native show or the Cloud Native show about uh, Azure app configuration. And it's really something to, to um, take a peek at. And so just to give a kind of a brief overview of app configuration is um, if you're building a bunch of different microservices, which is a really popular backend architecture that you can do, a lot of times that you might need to share configuration files amongst them. Or like you have the, uh, the same database connection string, like you might have different microservices that need to talk back to the same database. So what app configuration does is it makes it easy to orchestrate the configuration files across a bunch of different microservices, essentially, whether they're an app service or functions or whatnot. And so the show that I'll link to actually kind of goes through it. We interview uh, Lisa Guthrie, who's the, who's the PM of the of app service app configuration and yeah it's just something to know about it's going to be super duper handy because um configuration files are always something that's uh a pain <laughs> to deal with <laughs> so yeah making life easy with the uh, app configuration and this other thing have you ever heard of dapper james I just saw the announcement about this thing and I didn't really know exactly what it was. So I'm not really into microservices or things like that, but maybe you know a little bit more than me. I know just a tiny bit more. It stands for the uh, distributed application runtime. So we're still we're still talking about microservices and uh, Azure Friday covers it more than I'm going to get into because um, distributed uh, services are still kind of, I mean, I understand just a bit of it. And so what Dapper does, it runs side by side. You have all these uh, distributed services, even like if you have some in containers. And what it does, it's going to run side by side of it, and it's going to handle things like state management for you. So now you can have state management across different microservices, or you can do PubSub across these different microservices. And it does a whole bunch more, but that's pretty cool. You can do state management across them. And, uh, so it runs as a sidecar along it. And it's, if, if you're familiar with like spring boot or uh steel toe, it a lot like that. So it's, it's cool. I mean, that's really cool. It's brand new. So I, I'm going to, once I have some time, maybe in December here is I'm going to give it a shot and see what, see, put it through its paces and see, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can understand it. How about, how about that? And, yeah, it just seems really neat that it, it can do statement. Whenever I think of state management, I think of web forms, which is what I used to do a long time ago. Hmm. So, yeah, the session object, the dreaded session object with all the web state <laughs> that it used to pass down. <laughs> but it seems cool. Seemed, Very seems, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
I like that because, you know, once you get into bigger architecture doing the things, you're like, oh, I got to actually figure out how to do all this. So it's good to have some like practices and and uh, some guidance on it. Mm -hmm. And let's let's uh, stay in the world of Azure and talk about the service of the month. Ooh, what you got for me? I'm always excited for this one. Yeah. So last month we talked about Azure storage, blob storage, uh, queues, and so on. So I'm going to stick with the same theme and talk about content delivery networks or Azure CDN. And you might be saying, well, that doesn't sound like the same thing, Matt. But it is, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason, the reason why I say it's kind of, sort of like the same thing is that let's say you're delivering blobs or photos from, well, blob storage, you can wrap a CDN around it and get those images to your mobile app quicker than um, just delivering it directly from blob storage because those CD or the images are static, right? They're not changing. So wrap a CDN around it, have uh, Azure host all those images out on the edge, meaning right where a user's request comes in, that's, that's where the image is going to be cached. It's not going to have to go all the way through to the region where you actually have your storage handled or where your storage is located, like in East US or somewhere. It's going to where the user's request actually goes to. And it's faster and it's super easy to set up. Really, it's a button click saying, give me a CDN. So content delivery network, it works on a bunch of different um I'm going to say protocols or I'm not sure what the word is, but like you could do a Verizon <laughs> protocol or a Microsoft protocol standards, a bunch of different standards. That's the word. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And it really is a button click to wrap it around your blob storage. So oh, cool. yeah, that's, that's what's neat about it. And everything's faster. Who doesn't like faster? I love faster things. I'm all about it. Make it yeah. happen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very cool. Well, I think that brings us to yet. Another pick of the pod, the pick of the pod. What you got for us, Matt? All right. So I don't have software or a library today. However, I have a blog post that it's not even a new blog post. It's been out there for a while, but I found it super, super interesting. And I found it super interesting because I was watching your mobile DevOps with uh, Abel. And what it is, is this person goes through and does a successful Git branching model, or what he's used in several different projects that's been successful. And it's something that I wish I was using a long time ago, where he outlines that he has a master branch, and a master is like your gold, right? That's what's in production all the time. And then you have a development branch, and development's also permanent. And what's that's what your developers are, obviously. they Essentially, your development is your remote that people are going to push to. But then you he outlines how you have a release branch that you fork from development and you do the push the merge the release into into master and then you it can get a little bit this is why having a blog post is great and it's just a great outline it kind of gives you a, a a framework that you can do for release management with git. And oh, cool. Yeah, it's neat. And so it like handles how to do hot fixes and all that stuff too. And it it makes a lot of sense. Very nice. Yeah, I I think I like when that that sort of probably get a lot of questions about that and the process of how to go and do everything like that. So it's cool to see. I like that. 
What you Very got nice for us, now. James? Yeah, mine's a little bit different. Mine's another uh, project uh, out there. This one's been out for a while, but this is by Andre. Uh, I'm going to say his last name all wrong, but Misikovich. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, he's been in and around uh, the Xamarin community, building all sorts of amazing things. And this is the context menu uh, library. It's a context view cell. And if you think about Xamarin forms list view or collection view is really what this is built for, is that there on the list view, there's built in swipe or long press to do things. And with the collection view, it's a little bit tricky to, to do that. And you may be thinking, well, not really going to want, you know, swipe to delete on a collection view with a bunch of different items in it. But the thing with the collection view is it's ultimately a replacement for the list view because it's super optimized. So if you're using the collection view with a single, you know, hor- or vertical row, you may want to do all sorts of context gestures such as swipe to delete, uh, swipe and auto close, or just bring out a little context menu with little icons to delete or to archive or to do something. And this thing, you just add to it. You can go in, you can add a context menu. There's certain views on it and it's super duper nice. Uh, he has great little samples in it and it just integrates into your existing item template. You just wrap your item template in one of these puppies and it just does it. So definitely give it a look because it's super duper nice. I think it started as a collection or a list view. And now it's just like a collection view extension, uh, which is nice. So give that a look. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I'm just looking at the, um, the gift that he has on, on the, on his uh, GitHub page. And it looks really neat that you can actually put, as you mentioned, it's just like, like, I guess like a, a, a view or a, a content view within the con <laughs> within a collection view, but you can put your own images and stuff in there so you can really customize it. So yeah, that's yeah. really neat. Yeah, that's the bonus is that you can put whatever you want inside of it. So you're really in control of of putting it's just a, a view. That's really what it is right. at the end of the day. So that's super nice. Yeah, right. Oh, that's go. really neat. Good pull. Right. Nice one. Yeah, we did it. We made it to another Xamarin podcast, Matt. Nice. November is over. We almost have James. We almost have a year down. I think December is going to be our one year anniversary here. Yeah, I'm That's... super excited. We did it back on track. Thank you so much, Matt, for uh, being in charge of keeping me on track and for editing all the podcasts. Uh, Not a problem. Super awesome. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for the cake next month, James. That's going to be great. Yes, absolutely. Always. Nom, 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 nom. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's Xamarin podcast. Well, I guess this month's Xamarin podcast. Check us out at XamarinPodcast.com or in your favorite podcast application. You can find all the stuff there. You can, of course, find Matt at what? Code Mill Matt. Is that still your? Thing? That's still it. That will be it forever. Nice. Can't change it now. <laughs> and I'm James Montemagno. So unless I ever change my name, that will be mine forever. So definitely give that a look. Um, all right, buddy. That's going to do it. Thanks. Thank you, James. We'll talk to you in December. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay,